0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery, and my guest today is Austin Lee. Austin is a 2018 University of Alberta graduate with a Bachelor of Commerce Finance degree and is currently an Associate in Loan Portfolio Management through RBC's Capital Markets. Prior to this role, Austin was part of the inaugural class for the Indigenous Peoples Development Program at RBC. Outside of work, he is an avid runner, and an aspiring home chef. Can't wait to hear more about those those meals and what you're cooking up there, Austin. Welcome to the show. Hey Brian, happy to be here. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, yeah. Once you tell I want to know what some of those recipes are. I'll we'll have to catch up on that too. But good to see you, and good to catch up today. So as we start to uh, get to know from the audience perspective a little bit more about who Austin is, I have a few rapid fire questions and then we'll get into your story and your journey. But um, first up, what is your favorite most used emoji?
1: Oh, gosh, probably the, you know, just your standard smile emoji. I think it's so versatile. You know, you can make any message, even if, you know, it's kind of, uh, you're just saying, I don't know, your uh, generic sentence. Like, I think it just adds a little bit of uh, character to it. and makes people realize you're, you know, you're a happy person and you're you're conveying happy vibes, I guess, so
0: 50% uh, yeah,
1: of my messages have it.
0: <laughs> that's great. Um, well, now that uh, about this food side of you, and uh, I want to know what if you had to pick, and this is a tough one sometimes, but if you had to pick one food that you could eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, steak, hands down.
1: Uh, <laughs> probably not the healthiest meal, but uh, I've been... <laughs> Learning to cook, uh, cook my beef quite well over the over the last year. Or so, if I, oh, yeah? if I to do it to be that. yeah,
0: nice, nice. And uh, is that like on the barbecue, or is this something you're doing in the kitchen, or?
1: Yeah, I can do. I can do a barbecue. I like. Uh, I like to grill. Um,
0: I can also do it in like a cast iron. I think that's been my favorite way recently. Oh, nice, nice. You're making me hungry. Um, <laughs> okay, favorite way to spend a day off.
1: Uh, probably at the park, um, I I live near 1 of the very large parks here in Toronto and I think, you know, a sunny afternoon, throwing a football, uh, you know, having a drink in the park. I think is uh, a. Really good way to spend your weekend
0: for sure. Unwind, relax, get away from the. The digital technology tools. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you hit the snooze button? or Are you a wake up immediately kind of guy?
1: Oh, I'm a, I'm a repeat snoozer for sure. Um, you know, I, I like to think of myself as, uh, I got stages. I got one to wake me up and then one to like, really wake me up and then one to tell me to get out of bed. Uh, you know, but once I get going, I think I'm
0: pretty, pretty sharp. Good. good, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I was, I'm like to get up quick, but lately I've been. Not so quick, so that's okay too. I mean, we all need our rest, right? Yeah, no that's doubt. Great. No doubt. Um, if you had to pick uh, a favorite word um what would it be opportunity i Ooh.
1: think uh I think if you if you hear that word, you think you know it, it brings excitement when you first think about it you know is it an opportunity for me is it an opportunity I'm providing someone else um, you know it's, it's a word that conveys um something new and exciting in my mind,
0: yeah, no, I like that yeah, it's a positive word and it. It creates uh, curiosity and and just that 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 opportunity for opportunity mm-hmm. um, so this part of the show is where so thank you for that it Gives us a little bit more insights into yourself. And as we're thinking about the audience, I was sharing with you earlier, we're getting a lot of. High school listeners as well as students maybe starting their 1st job. This summer, and, and probably most likely virtually, depending on where you're you're starting that, but. You know, you've been through that high school to post-secondary, back to work, and, um, and now working here full-time. Um, is there, um, maybe could you take us through a little bit of your journey and sort of some of those steps along the way, and maybe, you know, what what you learned throughout that um, experience?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess going back to high school, I grew up in, uh, in the Arctic, up in the Northwest Territories. so, uh, you know, very small town um maybe 20,000 people um and then from there I went on to university in Alberta and then progressively moved on to Toronto for work so you know and at, at the same time I'm getting older and going through these different stages I'm also going to you know new cities um progressively larger cities in that regard you know, I think the biggest takeaway I got over that journey is that, um, you know, the expectations at each stage, whether that's high school, university or work, um, you know, there's, there's kind of a different expectation along the way. So, in high school, it's a lot of, uh, you know, you're expected to show up, you know, uh, pay attention in school um, and then make it on to you know whatever you choose to do after that with university. I think, you know, you're not you're no longer at home, at least in my case, I, I was living by myself and, you know, you really have to put the, um, you know, the, the onus is on you to continue to you know, push yourself forward. And so the expectation moves from other people kind of motivating you. To do things to you know yourself motivation becomes the next uh, big driver. and then when you move on to the workplace, you know it takes it a step further, and now you, you're not just doing things for yourself, but often you've got your colleagues your peers that also are relying on you for things. And so the expectation is that you're um, not only looking after your needs, but you're also taking care of those around you. Um, so, you know, you progressively grow with, with more expectations, but, uh, I think along the way, you really, you get a flavor of how to do each piece, you know, in succession so that by the time you're at work, you, um, you know, you can help other people and you can, you can look after more than just your own ship. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And how, you know, that first transition from, you know, back home to going to University of Alberta, I mean, that's a, that's a. Big move um, by yourself, you know, first kind of get away um, from home and things like that. You know, I'm assuming that was exciting, but I'm assuming it probably was scary too. And or maybe not, maybe it was just a thrill. But um, how was that transition? You know, kind of to your point, realizing you have to take care of yourself now and you things are on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was definitely an opportunity, uh, let's put it that way. Um, you know, I, I think it certainly is exciting. Um, but but it's also a point where it's okay to stumble. I think a lot of people yeah. go into university and there's a ton of pressure. You know, you've just worked through four years of high school. You've got um number of people like maybe your parents are, you know, very excited for you and you, you wanna do them proud, you wanna make yourself proud. But the reality is like going going to university is a much harder experience in high school. You've got, um, you know, obviously harder courses, you are doing it on your own for the most part. And in a lot of ways, a lot, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily, you know, hit it out of the park on that first, that first year. So even even in my case, I, I found my first year of university to be quite a challenge. Um, and, and certainly wasn't the highlight of my academic career, but I think, uh, you know, you learn from that too. And I think, you know, going through those struggles is part of how you transition from being, you know, a, a high school student to, you know, to a young adult. Um, so, you know, I think, I think part of the struggle is part of the experience. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, you got to obviously put in the work, but I think it's also okay to, to let yourself know that it's it's meant to be tough and um, you got to just kind of roll with the punches at times.
0: Yeah, I like that part of the struggle is the experience. It's so true. And, and those where you learn the most where you stumble and make mistakes and, um. I feel like sometimes we're so highly programmed, right? Like to to do things and what success is, but it's really about learning and becoming better than it is about getting everything right at right out of the gate. Um so thanks for thanks for sharing a little bit more there. Um uh, you know, one of the and and on the point of school, um you've obviously have had life experiences, work experiences. Um, and and one of the things I, I always like to ask about is there's something that you've You know, picked up through your own experiences, maybe outside of the classroom, that you think could be a value add or something that should be discussed. I don't know whether it's high school or college or university, but is there anything that you feel is is important, or maybe we should think more about in school?
1: Yeah, you know, I think some of your previous guests have touched on this, but I, I think financial literacy is a key point. You know, um, I think I think some classes, like, uh, I mean, there's a like life education class. I took, you know, where they go over the basics of, you know, what a savings account is, but, you know, I don't think that really scratches the surface of, like, what financial lit- literacy entails. Um, you know, so many kids go off to university and, and get their first credit card and, and get into trouble with that or, or don't understand how a mortgage works. And, you know, obviously these are um, big parts of, of, you know, like a modern financial system. So, you know, for, for a young adult to come out and have all these things kind of thrown at them with no no prep, um, you know, there's a lot of risk that you you kind of go wrong there. So, you know, I really think I really do think we we should teach more of that in school. Um, yeah. Even just like basics of maintaining your credit, I think that's such a key thing that that uh, every adult should get.
0: It's so key because as young people, I know and it varies from family to family or experience, but you know, especially where you know now you're off at school and you have you might be on a meal plan and now you have some money to spend and. You know from your summer job or whatever. And I remember I used to spend way too much on food and then I had nothing for anything else. And you know, but had I knew budgeting, maybe I would have paid a little bit closer attention instead of calling my parents and asking for more money, um, which they always didn't love. Um but you're right. Yeah, financial literacy is definitely definitely something that comes up common theme here on this conversation. And I, I do think there's opportunity for for some bitter Better planning, like I, you said it life life planning, right? Life experiences and that so. I think that's a good 1. Um, so this is a part where they tell us get a little bit more personal and. Um, you know, as, as we're thinking of our audience and our guests and listening to, listening in is. Um, is there something that maybe you've uh, dealt with as a challenge or. Maybe it turned into an opportunity, but um, that you were able to overcome or work through that you would. Feel open enough to share with the the listeners? Uh
1: yeah, definitely. You know, I think now that I'm in my career, you know, a couple of years in, I think one of the biggest things I struggled with when I first entered the workforce versus um, say university, uh, is learning to work uh with people rather than uh working on problems. And I think you go to school, and you, you, the way it's kind of set up with testing, you, you get neat problems that are you, you learn to solve them. It's usually a clean solution that you work towards, and and there's a process for how you find an answer. and I, And I think in the real world, that's not necessarily the reality. You, you you have to learn to work with people that work differently than you, that think differently than you, and and you know that's part of what what you know makes diversity so great. But at the same time, I, I think if you at least in my case, I came out of the university and, and having studied a finance degree, I got really good at solving finance questions. But now that I work for a bank, like, the reality is I, I, the, the questions are never that cut and dry. And so learning to work with people and understand the kind of information they're looking for how to interpret when someone asks you a question, what they're actually trying to understand. You know that that's something that you really only get with experience. Um and, and it was probably one of the biggest things I struggled with when I first got here. I think uh I remember like maybe my first couple of months I kept thinking like wow like I don't know how to answer a lot of these questions because you know I'm not looking at like a clean, you know, question that I would see on a test. And it's, you know, how do you work with the tools you have and how do you how do you navigate that so that um your colleagues or your boss are get is getting the information they need. Um you know, and I think once you kind of nail that, I think that's really where, um, you know, you start to get the hang of things a little quicker. You start to, you know, get more um, quick on your feet in a, in a work environment. And uh, and I think overcoming that really helped me uh, to be a better professional.
0: Yeah, that's super insightful because it's that whole, you know, now we talk so much about still needing human skills, right, and being able to navigate those um you know, conversations or effective listening and all those things, but what you just articulated is. The actual application of it in that concept of. Yeah, I can solve some financial problems, but now. Now, these are coming at me with that human that human element, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. Thank you. That That's a really great example. Um, So, the other thing we're sort of challenging now, or looking at differently is the whole idea around values and skills and. Less about GPAs and credentials. um, And talking about who we are, so I often asked, you know, when I talk to people, I was like, well, who are you and they start with who they are based on what they do. But. You know, now, if we can try to start to change that narrative. um, I think more interesting is um, learning a little bit more about people, what they value, what skills they have. And how those have enabled them to pursue their dreams. Um, Could you share a little bit more about maybe your values and your skills and and, um, how that's helped you.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of values, I think, you know, integrity is is key. You know, I think that's a a word that's tossed around a lot and I think to different people. It takes different meanings. Um, You know, working, working for a bank, you know, a lot of, I think people in the general public might, you know, they have a perception of, of, you know, your typical Bay street banker. And, 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 you know, the reality is that there there's very, like, um. People with a lot of integrity in this industry and, and, uh, you know, a desire to do good for society. And I think, um, you know, having that value for yourself where you want to be an honest uh, person and and someone with integrity, you know, translates to you, you know, making an impact professionally in that regard. Um, You know, I think another thing I really value is, is. People that have a desire to learn, Um, you know, and it's not always about people having the right answer. I think when someone shows that they really just care about understanding something and and I find I'm the same way. I think a lot of the value is in trying to learn something over saying, you know, the answer to it. Um, So, I think, I think when it comes to longer term values, I think someone who's always striving to, uh. To continue to grow and, and learn new things is really something I, I. Value quite highly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And having that open mindedness to that allows new opportunities, right? To come and to, to be a part of and to grow. So. Always we talk about it, like it but really what you just articulated to is like, be a lifetime learner, right? Be open to that. Yeah, um, 100%. which is great. Um. Thinking about, uh, where we are and, and the fact that, um, you know, Again, again, thinking about some of the folks that are listening, Um, and then as we get to the wrapping here at the end here, what, what is there any advice or any sort of thoughts that we didn't touch upon that you wanted to leave with the listeners or something they might want to think about. Yeah, definitely,
1: Um, you know, I would say network like your life depends on it. Um, You know, I, I think. A lot of people will tell you that networking is very important, whether that's in finance or um, any other industry or, or career you want to go into even, even maybe not a professional. one. you know, I think. A lot of the times the difference between an opportunity and something you're going to miss out on comes down to who, you know, um, and I think the more you put yourself out there, even if it's you know, just in passing or, or you don't, you don't get to know someone extremely well. I think just the more you put yourself out there to meet people. Um, it pays dividends in the long run, you know, I, I got to meet you Brian through through going to an event uh, when I had 1st joined the bank and and from you, I think I've met probably a good 10 other people. So, um, you know, it quickly grows, it may be slow to start, but, you know, the more you put the effort into it, I think it becomes a lot more natural and, uh, and definitely helps you in the long run.
0: Yeah, and I remember that too, like, it, it grows organically, right? It's. You know, someone and then. Or we might be talking something about something on a common ground about a topic or things and makes me think of someone else. And then you say, hey, I know someone, Brian, you should chat with her. And that that's the beauty of networking. And it's not going into it so prescribed. I think some of the challenges I see now is people saying, oh, I got to put my networking face on. I got to get going. I'm like, it's not a game. This is like real life. Like, you're building relationships. Like, like you build you your friendships. friendships. Right, you don't go put a friendship face on to go to the park. You go and hopefully meet friends. And yeah, so it's thank you for sharing that. I think that's some really awesome advice. Like you said, networking like like your life depends on it for sure and um and with that thought, you know, maybe as we get through this pandemic, you and I can maybe meet up in the park and uh and chat face to face one of these days soon, hopefully. Um it's been a pleasure having you here, Austin. Thanks so much for being a part of this show and sharing your experiences with today's listeners
1: no thank you brian i'm really happy to take a part in this and uh and i look forward to seeing you
0: it, it's definitely long overdue Yeah, yes i think it's way overdue <laughs> anyways uh for our listeners if you liked what you heard today please uh share this podcast with your network please continue to tune in on thursdays for more upcoming episodes this has been coffee with convery and until next time please stay well